This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. We do appreciate those of you who are watching today, and I trust that you will continue to watch for the next little while as we discuss this topic. This can't go on forever. I hope that you'll stay tuned. Someone told me the other day, Brother Lambert, you come up with some of the strangest titles to your sermons. Well, I want you to think about this one. This can't go on forever. I hope you will stay tuned. Now today on our telecast, we're offering a free Bible correspondence course. And I trust that you will take the time to learn more about this course and call for the course today. Someone says, well, now, before I do that, preacher, I want to know just how much does that course really cost? And may I assure you that there is no cost for this free Bible correspondence course. We want you to have it free of charge. Now that you might know more about the course and that you might know how to receive the course, let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580, or call toll-free 1-877-711-5211. I'd like to read now from 2 Peter, the third chapter, and I'll start reading at verse 7. But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hasting the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. There, there were some boys riding around in a South Louisiana town in an old car. I suppose today you'd call it an old clunker. Wasn't much of a car, but it was all they had. And they had written something on the side of the car. They had written these words, This can't go on forever. 
I don't know whether they meant the car. I don't know what they meant. But, but I got to thinking about it. You know, there are some things that just can't go on forever. They will not always exist. They will not always be. Uh, for, for example, the earth in which we live will not go on forever. Now, there are some people who think that it will, but the Scriptures do not bear that out. That there's going to be a time that the earth, as you and I know it, will cease to exist. God has given us a beautiful earth on which to live. And I am convinced that God gave us everything on this earth that's necessary for life. But, but it's only for a short period of time. It, there's on, it's only temporary. I want you to listen again to verse 10 in 2 Peter 3 and verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. A lady was talking to me one day, and she said, Brother Lambert, what do you think will happen to the earth when Jesus comes back? She said, now let me tell you what I think. She said, I think the Lord is just going to scorch the earth like you burn toast. Well, I don't know where she got the idea that the Lord would just scorch the earth. But I reminded her of this statement in 2 Peter chapter 3, in the 10th verse, where the Lord said the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. This whole earth isn't going to last forever. There are a couple of passages in the 102nd Psalm that bear that out. Of old thou hast laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thy hand. They shall perish, but thou shalt endure. This whole earth is just here for a short period of time. And one day this earth, as you and I know it right now, is going to be destroyed. He, he said the heavens will pass away with a great noise. The elements are going to melt with fervent heat. But you see, there's one thing that will endure. The psalmist said that God would endure. And inasmuch as this world one day is going to be like one great, huge, big ball of fire, it's going to be destroyed. Don't you think that it is wise for us to put our confidence, our faith, our trust in something that will last beyond this life? And that's the reason I want to be a Christian. You see, the earth will not go on forever. There's a second thing that I want to suggest to you that the Bible teaches will not go on forever. I want to read a passage to you from the 22nd chapter of Matthew, and it's in, found in verse number 30. And this has to do with marriage. Oh, someone says, Brother Lambert, my husband and I have been married for 50 years. Someone told me the other day they'd been married 60 years. And isn't that a wonderful thing? But let me read this verse to you. Verse 30. For in the resurrection, they neither marry 
nor are given in marriage, but are like angels of God in heaven. I take that to mean that beyond this life, the relationships that we have in this life will no longer exist. The marital relationship will not go on forever. It's a wonderful thing for a husband and wife to live together until they are separated by death. But, but beyond that, we're just going to be, as he says, like the angels of God in heaven. So there are at least two things that cannot go on forever. The earth will not go on forever, and the marital relationship will not go on forever. But, but a third thing that I'd suggest that will not go on forever or did not go on forever were, were miracles that were performed in the early church. Oh, someone says, do you believe they were performed? Absolutely. In Mark, the 16th chapter, and in verse 20, this is what was said of the apostles. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. So they were performing miracles. And Jesus performed certain signs and miracles. In John chapter 20, verses 30 and 31, many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of His disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and believing you may have life in His name. So Jesus performed miracles. And, and they were performed that we might believe. In, in Hebrews, the second chapter, we read of another purpose of those miracles being performed, beginning in verse number th uh, 3. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard Him. That is, His Word was confirmed. God also bearing witness, both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to His own will. Uh, simply put, that means that the various miracles and signs that were performed in the early church were for the confirmation of God's Word. Now, once it was confirmed, it need not be confirmed again. And so there were miracles that were performed in the early church, but how long were those miracles to last? Were they to go on forever? Now let me call your attention to 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. In the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians, Paul enumerates nine gifts of the Spirit. And, and these were gifts that men were able to do, many of which were miraculous in their nature. But when we come to the 13th chapter, and we read beginning in verse 8, he says, Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Supernatural prophecies. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. So he says there are going to be those that would have the gift of speaking in languages. They have not studied the gift of tongues. But he says there's going to be a time that they will cease. 
Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away, supernatural knowledge. You have to understand that when this was written, they did not have the Bible to read like you and I had it. Oh no, they were in the process of having the Bible revealed to the world. They were in the process of the Bible being made through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So he says, where there is knowledge, it shall vanish away. That supernatural knowledge one day will be gone. And then he continues in verse 9. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. They just had bits and pieces of revealed truth to the world. And now we have all truth revealed to the world. John 16, 13. But let's read verse 10. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. There are those who believe that that's talking about the coming of Christ in verse number 10. That they say that that which is perfect is Jesus. Well, there are other things that are described in the Bible as being perfect. For example, in James chapter 1 and verse 25, the Bible is referred to as the perfect law of liberty. Now, anytime you study a passage of Scripture, it must be put into the context that you're studying. Now, if you put this into the context, when that which is perfect has come, that which is in part will be done away. Now, that which is perfect is put in contrast with that which is in part. Well, what is it that is in part? Well, we go back to verse 9. For we know in part, that is, partial knowledge is put in contrast with perfect knowledge. Well, when would perfect knowledge come? When would complete knowledge come? when they had the full, complete, revealed will of God. And once that comes, then those miraculous gifts of the Spirit would cease because their function would have been fulfilled. And so miracles will not go on forever. Now, I know sometimes people say, well, Brother Lambert, I've seen a miracle happen. I saw someone pray over a man and six months later that man got better and he, he, could, he could see or he could walk. But I would show you the difference in what many people refer to as miracles today might be in the realm of God's providence instead. It's not to say that people do not get better when we pray for them. Where I preach at Somerdale, we pray for the sick all the time and sometimes the sick get better. And we expect the sick to get better when we pray for them. But there are just certain things that are not going to go on forever. And according to the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, that supernatural gift of prophecy and of tongues and of knowledge one day would cease. The things of this old world are not going to go on forever. Oh, no, no. The earth will not go on forever. But, but we need to understand that the things that are in it will not go on forever. In 1 John chapter 2, beginning in verse 15, John wrote, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away. And the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. The things that pertain to this world, things that, that would uh, pertain to the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye and the pride of life, those things are going to be gone one day. 
And the only thing that will endure are things that pertain to God. So the earth is not going to go on forever. The marital relationship will not go on forever. It is taught in the Bible that miracles would not go on forever. And the things of this world will not either. But opportunities to obey the Lord will not go on forever. Isaiah said in the 55th chapter of Isaiah, Seek the Lord while He may be found. Call upon Him while He is near. That suggests that there may be a time that you cannot seek Him. You have the opportunity right now to be a Christian, to give your life to Christ by believing in Him, repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in Him, and by being baptized into Him. You have that opportunity. But you may not always have that opportunity. You see, there is a limit to our opportunities. John 9 and 4 says, I must work the works of Him that sent me, for the night cometh when no man can work. Jesus realized there was a limit even to His opportunity to do the Father's will. And just as it was limited for Christ, there is a limit for us. That is to the opportunities that we have to obey God. The night is coming when no man can work. It may be the night of senility. It might be the night of old age. It might be the night of, a, of an illness. It might be the night of, of, uh, of death. But the night is coming when all of our opportunities will be gone. Opportunities do not go on forever. For furthermore, the opportunity to do good for people will not go on forever. Right now you have the opportunity to help people. I don't know of anything that, that's more thrilling to be able to help someone who shows appreciation for it. But sometimes we even help people who are not thankful. But James, uh, Galatians rather in six, chapter 6 and verse 10, Paul said that we are to do good unto all men. Especially unto those who are the household of faith. I believe Christians ought to have Christians. Absolutely. But Christians should help all men. Well, someday those opportunities to do good will be gone. So you see, th there are just some things that cannot go on forever. They just I don't know whether it's going to be like the, the boy's old car that just couldn't go on forever. But I know these can't. But on the other hand, there are things that will go on forever. The Godhead will go on forever. It is spoken of the Father, God the Father in Psalms 90 verses 1 and 2. And there it is said that He is from everlasting to everlasting. Thou art God. It's very hard for me to, to comprehend everlasting to everlasting. Jesus is referred to in that same manner in a prophecy in the Old Testament in Micah chapter 5 and in verse number 2. It is said, His goings forth have been from old, from everlasting. In Hebrews, the ninth chapter, in verse 14, the Holy Spirit 
is referred to as the eternal spirit. You see, the Godhead will go on forever. Men may jeer, mock, make fun of, reject, deny the Godhead. But that's not going to put God out of business. That's not going to put Jesus out of business. That's not going to put the Holy Spirit out of business because the Godhead will go on forever. Let me tell you something else that's going to go on forever. And that's the Bible. Well, I know how some people feel about the Bible, that, uh, that there are some people, and I, I, I don't really like saying this, but, but, but it's truthful. Some people would like to get all copies of the Bible and pile them all up together and burn them and just do away with the Bible. So some people think that the Bible is the most dangerous book that's ever been written. And some people deny it. Some people just reject it. Some people neglect it. But it regardless of our attitude toward it, it's not going anywhere because the Bible will go on forever. Listen to Jesus in Matthew 24 and verse 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Peter wrote in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 23 to 25, The word of the Lord endureth forever. The God's word, the Bible, will go on forever. And one day shall not be long, We'll stand before the judgment seat of our Lord. And there we shall give an account of our lives and we will be judged by a standard. And the standard by which we shall be judged is the Bible. The kingdom of God will go on forever and ever. Of his kingdom there shall be no end. In Daniel chapter 2 and verse 44, Daniel was predicting the coming of God's kingdom. He said, In the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom, which shall never be destroyed. And it shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms. Listen to him now. And it shall stand forever. Peter described it in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 11 as an everlasting kingdom. One of these days, God's going to shake this old world again, Hebrews 12, 25 to 28. But that which will remain is the kingdom. In Hebrews 12 and 28, he said, Wherefore we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. The kingdom, the church of the Lord, will go on forever. There's something else that will go on forever, and that's your soul. It will go on forever. 10,000 times, 10,000 years from now, your soul will exist. God formed that first man out of the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and that first man became a living 
soul. Man's soul will go on forever. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 1, listen to what Paul wrote. For we know that if this earthly house of our tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Eternal in the heavens. Your soul will just go on forever. Heaven is going to go on forever. In Matthew chapter 25 and verse 46, Jesus said, And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. 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 What does that mean? Someone says, well, it means without end. Well, that's really true. In that same passage, he uses another word to describe the duration of hell. And it will go on forever, and that's the word everlasting. Heaven and hell will go on forever and ever and ever. There will be no end. And in the, one of the lines in the wonderful old song, Amazing Grace, says, When we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. But friends, eternity just goes on and on and on forever. And every individual under the hearing of my voice is a candidate for eternity. Solomon described that journey that we shall make into eternity in the book of Ecclesiastes, the twelfth chapter, he said, Man goeth to his long home, and the mourners go about the streets. Or ever the silver cord be loosed, or the golden bowl be broken, or the pitcher be broken at the fountain, or the wheel be broken at the cistern. And then shall the dust return unto the earth as it was, and the Spirit unto God who gave it. Friends, we're on our way home to eternity. And where we are in eternity depends upon the decisions we make today. Would you not choose Christ? Choose Christ in His church. Give Him your life by believing on Him, repenting of sin, and as a, con con a confessing believer in Jesus, be baptized for the remission of your sins. And you'll be added to the church by the Lord, according to Acts 2.47. You live the Christian life, and one day heaven will be your home. And heaven is going to go on forever and ever. What a blessed thought. In the closing moments, may I give you a personal invitation to visit the Church of Christ in your community. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, 
Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36580, or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.